Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go hour number two on a Wednesday. Hope you had a good 4th of July weekend. Maybe you got a couple days off, got relaxed, rested, hopefully stayed cool, and hopefully no firework incidents uh, out at your particular parties. We are back and ready to roll. Chad and Zay with you. I'm Chad Hastings. He's Isaiah Collier. We've hit Texas recruiting. Big names over the weekend added to that 2024 class. Jordan Washington, if you missed it on the 4th of July, becomes the 12th commitment in the 2024 class. Also over the weekend, if you follow your in-state Texas hardball, big series with the Astros and Rangers. Astros almost let that last one get away, but they didn't, and it was a huge weekend for Houston. They get three out of four in Arlington. That means they're only three back as we get ready, almost ready for that all-star break. A little more baseball before that. Rangers are in Boston right now. The uh, Astros are hosting Colorado. But the real story in the AL West, it might be the team that's just fallen off. And maybe they've fallen off for good, and that's the Angels. They put Trout on the IL with one of the weirdest broken wrists I've ever seen in watching baseball. And then in the same game, well, in the next game, I guess it was, Otani and Rendon go out with injuries. Not as serious. Rendon ends up with a some kind of a back issue, I think it was. Otani gets a blister that had developed. They had an issue with a, a fingernail thing with him, a split nail. They tried to fix that, and they end up causing a blister by doing that. So they don't know how long Otani and Rendon will be out. But the Angels are now seven back as we come out of the long weekend. So They're done. I think I think they may be, and a lot of people predicted that they would back out eventually. This may be the thing that does that, but that Houston win, holding on, they almost blew a, two, a 10-2 lead, but they didn't. That was a huge win. So ultimately, Houston gains two games over the long weekend. Three feels a lot more reasonable than five if I'm an Astros fan today. Man, the MLB season is a gauntlet each and every year, and – just to make it out healthy into the postseason when October comes around, just to give yourself a chance, like that's a blessing in itself. So to see all of those angels go down, their best players, man, I feel bad for Mike Trout. Like he's going straight to Cooperstown. That's an obvious thing. But has he ever been in the postseason? Well, that is, I mean, that's one of it. One of the things too, and I don't know if he has. But then I saw the stat yesterday. It's three or four years in a row now he can't play in the All Star game because he's hurt. Yeah, he's always injured. Too always now. banged up. And you're right. I don't, and I know he's 
Postseason at all, maybe, but I know he's I mean, never been anywhere close to the World Series. But you're right. Maybe he's never even been to the postseason. Well, the closest thing he got to the postseason was being in the championship of World Baseball Classic and striking out against his teammate yep. Shohei in the finals. You're right. That's the closest he's ever been. That is crazy. All right, so a lot of stuff going on. We also talked NBA free agency. Let's get back into some recruiting discussion on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. It is Wednesday. We do it every day, uh, every Wednesday. Wednesday about this time with Justin Wells of Inside Texas and On3.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter as well. Justin, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Trying to clean up all these fireworks. Yesterday was crazy. I had I, We had a, a neighborhood party. We had fireworks. We had sparklers. We had food. And we had a Jordan-Washington commitment, man. It's been busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has been. Uh, and that's exactly where I was going to start with you. Over the weekend, you had the three verbal commitments on Saturday for Texas. And then Jordan-Washington made it a 4th of July verbal commitment. Which one jumps out to you the most? Obviously, they're all impressive in their own way. But is there one that jumps out to you today more than the others? Uh, not really, because they were all expected. They were all they were all lined up to happen. Um, nothing. There was no surprises. That that that's kind of that that's a hard question to ask. I will say one that really jumps off the page is Jordan Johnson Rebel. You locking up the one of the top safeties in the country out of Bradenton, Florida, IMG Academy guy. He's a Fort Worth native. Grew up around Corey and Gibson and those and. And, and Manny Muhammad and Jonte Cook and Colin Simmons, they all know each other. They're all friends. And so I like, if Texas fans want to get excited, you should be with Jordan Johnson or Bell jumping in the mix because he may have some stroke and some influence on some other key elite prospects in this cycle. Mm. Jay Wells, talk to me about Alex January, Dean Lyman from Duncanville. This is a big-time commit for Steve Sarkeesian and crew, but the thing that sticks out for me is him being a Duncanville kid. That might help Colin Simmons make a decision on signing with the or committing to the University of Texas with those guys both being teammates. Yeah, that, that, that's what it looks like on the surface, but if you know both of those guys, they, they're friends. They're teammates, they're competitors, uh, but what one doesn't have anything to do with the other. Uh, if anything, Colin went over to Alex that day and shook his hand and gave him a hug and told him he was proud of him and said, now i got to make my decision. And Alex isn't really the type that's going to try to influence Colin because Colin, Colin is an alpha male, and you don't really get to influence him. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's savvy. He, he knows how to, how to go through this process. I don't think they help each other. What helps each other is all of those Dallas-Fort Worth kids, all those Metroplex kids, because Colin was hosted by freshmen, Anthony Hill, John T. Cook, you know, in a group with Manny Muhammad, and so that's where you see the help. Now with Alex January, that's a kid you take when you're preparing to enter the SEC. Six foot five, three hundred twenty-two pounds, uh, was a multi-sport kid for years. Was a really good first baseman. If you ever check out some of his clips. Over the last few years, he looked like a miniature Frank Thomas. I mean, the kid could absolutely crank it, but decided to focus on football for his career, uh, quit baseball last year, and had a great season helping Duncanville to their uh, first state championship under Reginald Samples. Uh, the thing you got to know about January also is his father, Mike, played at Texas. 
so he's a he's a Longhorn legacy. He's been growing up in Burnt Orange. He's been attending games since he was a kid. His older brother attends Texas on an academic scholarship, and he's only 16 years old. And this is a kid that was starting on the defensive line at Duncanville when he was 15 years old. And to put that into mm. to, to understand the magnitude of that is what people need to get because. Duncanville only puts grown men on their offensive defensive line. That's the only – you have to have – I mean, you get carded before you run out to the D-line for Duncanville. <laughs> you have to be a man. You have to, you have to be up to certain specs. Alex January checked all those boxes. Now he's a horn. That recruitment's wrapped up and the D-line dominoes will probably begin to fall soon. Yeah, that is big in a lot of ways. Uh, Justin Wells, Inside Texas, joining us. Justin, I was just talking about, um, in another segment, some of the pass catchers, not only for Texas, but for Texas A&M. I think it's an, such an important thing in this college football to to get big-time pass catchers and then obviously get them developed to where the NFL may want them, like they've wanted Bama guys and LSU guys and Ohio State and, and things like that. Talk to me about Washington and Livingstone and uh, how important you think they're going to be for Sarkeesian and obviously what he's already got going in the uh, the receiving part of it. Yeah, Livingstone is, you know, if, if Livingstone and Pretty DeBose are your floors, and I'm not saying they are, but for this class, they're already polished and buffed. Uh, these are two guys that can stretch the field. If you noticed in the 2023 cycle, they went for the smaller, quicker uh, more twitchy guys, your Jonte Cook, your Ryan Niblets, your, your DeAndre Moore. This cycle, they went, they, they went for the long guys. They need some guys that can, can stretch the field. Last year, the one, one of the biggest hindrances of the Texas offense was, was the, not having Isaiah Nayor, was having to put Xavier Worthy out of position and trying to, to make him something he really wasn't just because he's a teammate and he's a, he's a team guy and he's going to do that. Nayor missing last year was huge. So what did Sark do? He snagged A.D. Mitchell out of the portal, which was probably the biggest one he could have gotten. And that's a guy that's already impressed in the spring and already looks good this summer. And so he's that field stretcher that makes this offense tick. Parker Livingstone is exactly that. Six foot four, 189 pounds. He, he used to run track. Phenomenal baseball player. His older brother uh, is a pitcher at, at Texas Tech, so it's in their family. He's got a great family support system. This decision was made a long time ago. Uh, he, he flat out told me, when Texas offers you a scholarship and invites you for an official visit, you say yes. And so with DeBose and Parker Livingstone, I think they get those vertical guys that they need for this offense on the, on the outside to stretch it. With Jordan Washington, you're getting a guy that <laughs> you're going to tie in with a lot of athleticism who loves to block. And listen, that's the thing to find. You can find these athletic tight ends these days because they're becoming more and more prevalent. The NFL is building around them. You're seeing so much more of it in college and high school now. You can find those guys, but it's hard to find the inline guy that can also be a flex guy. The inline guy that likes to, likes to hit the crack helmets, but at the same time can run a little eight-yard route on a third and seven and, get you, and move the chains. That's what Washington offers. Also, if, you ever, if you're bored, check out his basketball clips. You guys know me. If there is a football player that, tra- that plays basketball and they're skilled in basketball and that translates onto the football field, 
I'm already in love. And Jordan Washington adds that. He does a lot of damage on the basketball court, and I think that will translate at the next level. If there's one position in football where that does, it's the tight end position. A lot of people can thank Antonio Gates for, for opening that box. But I love Jordan Washington as a get. Alabama came in late to try to swoop and get him, didn't work. Texas A&M came in late, tried to swoop, didn't work. Jeff Banks uh, did a tremendous job with the spring eval. Washington uh, – Set off a few fireworks of his own last night committing to Texas. Hmm. Yeah, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, all those guys that used to hoop and become tight ends, had really good careers. I'm with you right there, Jay Wells. Let me ask you about St. Louis's own Ryan Wingo, five-star uh, wide receiver that Sark and the guys are looking at. What? How deep is this recruitment, and can you see him making a commitment very soon? Okay, uh, Mr. Ringo has been a, a very, very popular subject la- lately on the Texas message boards, and for good reason. He is an explosive, fun, good-looking wide receiver out of East St. Louis. Listen, this guy is, I, I want to say, in the range six foot, six one, two hundred fifteen pounds. He's already built up pretty well. He, he's got, a, he's already got a college-ready body in some instances, and he's a guy that I think could come in and make an early impact. Texas is in a really good spot with him today. They, they've caught up on ground with, with Tennessee and with Georgia and with Missouri and some other schools. There's a, you know, the guy's got 25, 30 offers nationwide. I like where Texas sits today. I don't think he's got a decision upcoming. I think originally he wanted to stretch it uh, to, you know, through the season and maybe decide November, December. As of right now, he hasn't changed from that, but I think you'll see that could potentially be accelerated over the next couple months. What you'll see a lot happening, guys, with, with, with the way recruiting is in football these days, they take the June officials, they, they jump on their spots in July and August, and then any of the other players, they'll take it throughout the season, and, and, and it kind of goes along with that pattern. And so I don't know if Lingo would, would be ready for a decision soon. I, you know, he still, he still um, claims he would like to wait and, and make the, you know, you know, take the process a little bit longer. But right now, I mean, Texas couldn't have done a better job when they brought him in for his official. Texas couldn't have done a better job of setting the table for him. And there is just something alluring about catching footballs from Arch Manning that I think has his attention. And so at the end of the day, Texas is in a great spot with Ryan Wingo, so much more so than they were, say, a month ago today. But there's this, that, that's a long race. And, there, you know, unless he decides to accelerate his decision timeline – I think that one's going to go a little bit further than the rest. And so Texas just has to stay the course. Talking with Justin Wells inside Texas. All right, Justin, I know if there's anybody that can take the silliness of an Internet story and turn it into something serious in football, it's you. So tell me what you thought, considering what you do for a living, when you saw the picture of the Texas quarterback room flexing in the weight room. What would you think? Uh, I thought my first thought was those guys are having a good time. <laughs> those are some happy kids. Yeah, those kids are enjoying life right now. They enjoy each other. That quarterback room is in a, such a good, positive place. That was my first thought. Those kids are having fun. My second thought was Tory Beckton's earning his checks. <laughs> like that, the, some yep. of those guys. Malik Murphy, you know, if it doesn't work out at quarterback, he can always go to defensive end. <laughs> and he's as big as one. You know, and, and, and then you got, you got Arch Manning, 
who who's I mean starting to try to look like you know get into the world of 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 of, um, of, of bodybuilding. Um, I mean, goodness gracious! I think someone may have commented that they didn't think his arm strength was good enough. <laughs> well, he fixed that, and so um, honestly, man, I, I think it was funny. I knew the internet would have fun with it. I love that Malik Murphy put that out. But ultimately, guys, that's what it's about. They're having fun. Guys don't get together in position rooms and do that kind of stuff if they don't like being around each other. And I'm telling you, that's what you want on campus. That's what you want in this program. That's what we talk about all the time with the culture and the buy-in, is when guys like each other and they play for each other and they help out each other, that's, when you, that's the difference in an 8-9 win season and a 10-11-12 win, win, you know, win season. That's the difference. And so those guys are having a good time. Tory Beckton's earning his check. If Malik Murphy doesn't make it as a as a as a as a quarterback, he could always wrestle in the WWE because he <laughs> he could be Booker Washington's you know sidekick or something. They're just they're just jacked. And so tip of the cap to Tory Beckton. It looks like he's getting uh, doing doing the, doing his deal deal do, uh, doing his due diligence. And it looks like Sark and CDC is getting their money's worth. Yep. Jay Wells, Big 12 Media Day is next week, next Wednesday. Chad and I will be up there at Jerry World. What are you looking forward to when hearing Sark and the rest of the Big 12 coaches, especially with the new four teams coming in? I'm looking forward to the fact that Texas is on the first day of Big 12 Media Days for the first time in my life. I've covered that event for 10 years, and Texas has always been the second day which meant you had to show up two days before, set through a bunch of other team stuff before we actually got to anything that involves Texas. So I'm being honest. I'm tickled that they're the first day. I'm tickled that we can get good content from the first day, and we ain't got to worry about all that other stuff. The other stuff can just kind of flow like it may. Um, what am I looking forward to the most is, you know, this is Texas' last run in the Big 12. How many times do you think – Sark's going to get asked that question. How many times do you think these players are going to get asked that question? Also, there's 14 teams now, so there's going to be a lot more people, a lot more staff, a lot more media, uh, a handful of more players. Um, I really don't know what to expect. I, I, I don't. I, I don't because it's it, it's going to be the last time that they they host one of these after after uh, next week. Ian Boyd, Joe Cook, and myself will be, you know, he- headed to big uh, to SEC media days for 2024 next year, and so this is going to be our last go around. Um, I-, I-, I hope, I- you know, I-, I hope that Sark and those guys come in with the confidence that they've had all spring. Uh, I like the-, the the guys that they brought to talk. Uh, you know, I've got questions for each one of them. Uh, I think it was a great mixture of guys to bring that have earned it and deserved it, and so. Um, I'm just looking forward to fun. I- I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. I know my main, my man Bobby Burton's going to come from Nashville down to Arlington and hang out with us at the Big 12 Media Days. And so I'm just looking forward to a good time and a, and a see you later to the Big 12 Conference Media Day setup. Uh, this is going to be my last one and uh, hope to make it big. There you go. That's Justin Wells inside Texas on 3.com at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter. Justin, we always appreciate it. Obviously, next Wednesday, you will be busy, and uh, we will, if, if this time works, we'll do that. If not, we'll work with you. I know it's going to be uh, a lot of good, crazy fun, but we look forward to seeing you in Arlington, brother. 
10-4, brother. Nothing but love. All right. Thanks, Jay Wells. There you go. Justin Wells. Yeah, we'll do what we can. We'll see if this time works. That's what we'll do. Uh, but Justin, for the last few years, has sat down with us live at uh, Big 12 Media Days to uh, to let us know. So it's his last, his last run and Texas' last run at the Big 12 Media Days. Longhorn fans. Let me just settle y'all down a little bit because I know y'all could get a little too happy way too fast. Parker Livingstone, just because he's white and plays wide receiver, don't compare him to Jordan Shipley. Please don't put that on that young brother. Please don't. <laughs> he don't deserve that. He don't need that. Just let him come in and be the own his own Parker Livingstone. I get it. He a country boy, likes the guitar, likes the fish and stuff. Like I get it. He a country boy just like <laughs> Jay Ship was. But please, just because of the color of his skin, don't think he's the next Jordan Shipley. Jake Smith, that didn't work out at all. Y'all saw how that went? Everybody was saying, oh, he's going to be the new Jordan Shipley, this and that. No, please do not put that pressure on him. Just, just don't. He could be good, but let him be his own Parker Livingstone. That's all I got to say. That is fair. That is fair. Yes, Parker and Jordan Washington, the last couple of commits in that 24 class, getting Texas up to 12 commitments. We'll keep talking about that. Also up next, two big flex commitments over the holiday weekend. We'll tell you where a couple of area guys have committed, plus NBA free agency rolling on. We're going to get more of Zay's thoughts about that, uh, and we'll keep rolling through this Wednesday. Hope you had a great long weekend. I know we did, and we're back at it today on The Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. All right, rolling through a Wednesday. We got some updated Big 12 news coming up for you here in a second. Chad and Zay with you on this Wednesday. Isaiah back from his honeymoon. Rest and rested and recuperating. Still getting recuperated from some of those drinks that he had. Whew. Got into those frozen beverages in Cancun. <laughs> yes. They came to get him. Now, did your wife do okay with the beverages? Oh yeah, she's fine. She's a pro. She's a pro. Okay. Yeah. See, you should have you should have uh, practiced a little bit. That's yeah, what you should have right. done. Should have worked out a little bit in the like, couple weeks before you left. Yeah. Should have done something. Should have hit a daiquiri factory. Do they still have the daiquiri place down on Sixth Street? For the kids? <laughs> For the kids. I'm pretty sure they got a little something-something going on. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I felt like Jordan coming out of baseball, just jumping right into the playoffs. Yeah, that 95. Yeah, a little tough. Yeah, very tough. A little cramp- crampable moments. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, all right, who we got here uh, coming back from the break? Isley Brothers. Ooh. Work to do. Okay. There we go. Very nice. Little Ron Isley. Yeah. Wednesday afternoon. Big time voice. Isley Brothers, Naked Eyes, and Gary U.S. Bonds on the show today. We got a lot going on. Just had Justin Wells on talking some Longhorn stuff. 
And just breaking here this hour in the last 30 minutes or so, they have released, the Big 12 Conference has released the media preseason football team. We'll tell you how many Longhorns are on that coming up here in a sec. Plus, we will tell you about some big commitments in the area for a couple of uh, the area stars we've been talking about. Let's get today's Flex segment. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, and a couple of big names we've been talking about. One of them is Michael Uini, the big offensive lineman from Coppers Cove. He was down to Georgia, Bama, and Michigan. I theorize that it might be Michigan because he gave his brother some love on uh, social media for uh, announcing an offer to Michigan, but nope, in the end, it's the dogs for Mr. Uini. He's going from, uh, well, I guess he's comfortable being a dog because that's what they are out in Copper's Cove, if I'm not mistaken. So he's going dog to dog. He's going to be a Georgia Bulldog. Congrats to Michael Uini, one of the stud offensive linemen in this area. Every big-time team wants him. Georgia is getting him. Uh, the other area guy to give some love to is Peyton Morgan from Weiss. I told you on Friday that the four-star DB was going to make his choice, and he had it all whittled down to five schools, SMU, Nebraska, Texas Tech, TCU, and Arizona. And in the end, he's going to be following Mr. Hammond from Hutto out to Lubbock. He's picked Texas Tech. Congrats to Peyton Morgan, um, who is picking Texas Tech. And also a quick shout-out to Will Hammond. I showed you today, Zay, I was looking at ESPN.com, and they were showing little uh, a little article about commits that you needed to know, like a national scale kind of thing. And Will Hammond's picture is right there on the front because mm. of what he did at the Elite 11, the fact that he's now up to a five, four-star rating. We talked about that the last week or so. So Will Hammond starting to get uh, get known out there, and they were pointing out how big a commitment that is now for Texas Tech to have. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, Joey McGuire, he's really doing his thing down there. And with Texas leaving the Big 12, Texas Tech, there's going to be the top dog when it comes to the state and being in the Big 12 and getting guys to, mm-hmm. you know, jump ship and maybe flip their recruitments from AM and University of Texas to go down there in Lubbock. And when you got guys like Will Hammond, who's just his stock's getting higher and higher and higher, it seems like every week. Can't wait to see what the Huddle Hippos do this year on the field. But yeah, Joey McGuire, he is doing this thing down in Lubbock, and they're going to look to have a pretty big season season this year in 2023 i'm going to be eager to talk to some of the tech people next week when we get down there big 12 media days because i know a lot of those guys are excited especially with tyler shuck and the end of the Mm -hmm. year that he had in 2022 in the texas bowl when they just made old miss completely embarrassed lane kiffin's crew texas tech they're doing some pretty big things no doubt. Uh, so uh, big announcements for kids in this area. And, uh, again, flex segment every day at one thirty. Remember, let the flex crew know if there's somebody you think needs to be on that all-flex watch list. I got a feeling like Uini and Morgan may end up on the all-flex watch list, if not the all-flex team this year again. So give us those names, people you want to make sure that flex is aware of at FLXATX on social media. The week of, of July 24th is when we will unveil that all-flex 
watch team for 2023. Speaking of a team, how about the uh, Big 12 announcing their media preseason football team? It is out now, and there are a few Longhorns on the list. If I'm counting correctly, three on offense, three offensive Texas players. Zay, you got this in front of you? You want to guess? Yeah, I got it. Uh, you see it. Okay. Texas, uh, no big surprise here. Xavier Worthy is on this uh, this all-offensive team. Uh, Jatavian Sanders is on the team. And Kelvin Banks getting love on the offensive line. Those three guys on offense. Defensively, Byron Murphy is on the list. Jalen Ford is there. And that is it for the defensive side. So just two guys on defense. And, uh, Zay, I'm sure there'll be a lot of talk amongst the media because preseason Defensive Player of the Year is Jalen Ford. A lot of those media members would tell you he should have been the guy last year. Where were we last year? Uh Uh-huh. But he's the preseason guy this year. Preseason preseason Offensive Player of the Year is interesting to me. Jalen Daniels, the quarterback out of Kansas. And then Treshawn Ward, running back from Kansas State, newcomer of the year. Yeah, he's the grad transfer from Florida State that had some pretty good seasons gotcha. up there in Tallahassee. Okay. Um, yeah, anything stand out to you? I'm just kind of skim- uh, skimming through this list here. Those Longhorns are pretty expected. I guess you could – I mean, if you're a Texas fan, do you get upset Quinn Ewers isn't up there, or was it just too no, inconsistent? too inconsistent. Okay. And Jalen Daniels was very consistent last year. Hell, I've, there was a second team. I wouldn't be surprised if Quinn Ewers wasn't on that, and they threw Will Howard on there just because mm-hmm. what we saw Will Howard do with Adrian Martinez going out and them winning the Big 12 Kansas State last season. I would say not having any defensive backs on here is interesting. I think Ryan Watts, yeah. you know, him being that 6'3" cornerback I think he could have an excellent breakout year on his way to the draft next season and just because I understand this with his injury history Jalen Catalan you know I expect him to have a big time season and when he was healthy and was a freshman at Arkansas he was an all SEC player so for him not to even be considered that on the you know preseason defensive team that's interesting but how can you get an award when you're never playing? So I understand that. Just, yeah, Byron Murphy, I expect him to have a huge year. I Him being on there, not surprising. Kelvin Banks, he should be on here for the next two years because that's the only time we're going to have him the next two years. Don't expect him to be here for a senior year. He's going to make some big-time money in the NFL when the 2025 draft comes around. And, yeah, I expect Xavier Wordy and JT Sanders to be there. So I'm good with it. I'm not tripping. In terms of uh, in terms of the new coming the new new teams that are in the Big Twelve, I see BYU's got an offensive lineman. Oh, let me see if I can give this a shot. Kingsley Suamataia. That sounds right to me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, he's on the the preseason list. That's the only one on the offensive side. Defensively, Cincinnati's Dante Corleone on the defensive line, and then Cincinnati's punter Mason Fletcher makes the All Big Twelve preseason team I think uh, I don't see any UCF guys and I don't see any Houston guys on the list so um, those are your uh, your media preseason football team we'll be going through all of the guys that are on there but again three Longhorns on offense two on 
defense. And Jalen Ford is your defensive preseason player of the year, according to the media. Now we'll wait for that official media list where we find out, does the media ultimately pick Texas to win this conference? I'm guessing they're going to do that, Zay, because now if TCU was bringing Max Duggan back, Maybe you lean towards the frogs there, but right. I got a feeling like Dykes and TCU, I got a feeling like Kansas State and other teams, they're going to be able to develop that chip on the shoulder because I think the media is going to give Texas that love. Yeah, yeah, I think they will too. I mean, Dylan Gabriel, if he stays healthy for Oklahoma, maybe they can make some noise, but we know Brent Venables, he has all types of problems with that defense and the way they looked last year. And him being a defensive coach, I expect him to be better this upcoming year, but yeah, just Will Howard and Tyler Shuck, both of those guys, older quarterbacks, so I think that puts Texas Tech and Kansas State in the discussion, plus the guys that they've brought back, but Hey, we've been talking about Texas for obviously ever now mm-hmm. coming in, coming into this season. It's hard not to put them there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just being a homer because we work for you know the station. Like It's hard with the roster that they've built and the recruits that they brought in, Steve Sarkeesian in their third year. It's going to be interesting to see people not choose Texas this year. But Sark's track record and his just overall record as a head coach ain't the best. We saw Quinn Ewers last year. He wasn't the best. And, you know, all those types of things that come into a lot of these decisions where people might not think Texas could get over that hump and win the Big 12 on their way out to the SEC. So I'm eager to find out what the media says. But, yeah, you should use all this as motivation. The guys that didn't make this list, Quinn Ewers, et cetera, use that as motivation and taking it into this year like, oh, we're being disrespected. Even though a lot of people are high on us, we're still being disrespected. And you got to use anything you can to put yourself over the hump. All right, coming up at 2.05, Joe Cook of Inside Texas. More on the Texas recruiting gets from the weekend. Uh, Also coming up, uh, before we get to where we at in society, we'll hit you with a little bit more of that preseason all-Big 12 team. Go over those skill positions, not just Jalen Daniels at Kansas, but the running backs and wide receivers uh, as a whole that the Big 12 media thinks will be big this year. We got all that coming up. Stay with us. Zay is back from his honeymoon, and we got the first Where We At in Society with Zay. Who knows what he'll want to get into next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Love that bass. That is nice. Chad and Zay with you on a Wednesday. I do not recognize it yet, though. What do you got, Zay? Change. A lover's holiday. Change is the name of the band? Change is the name of the band. Oh, okay. A little old school funk for y'all. Yeah, it is. It's good. Good bass. Uh, Change, the Isley Brothers, Naked Eyes, and Gary U. S. Bonds already on the show today. We just told you in the last few minutes about the Big 12 preseason media team. It is out there as chosen by the media. Three Longhorns on offense, uh, including Jatavian Sanders, including Kelvin Banks, and a receiver we'll get to in a second. Defensively, Byron Murphy and Jalen Ford. Jalen is the defensive preseason player of the year. Probably should have been the defensive player of the year at the end of last year, but that's a whole other deal. Maybe what the a hose job. 
Maybe the media will figure it out if he has that kind of season again. So the other Longhorn on offense would be Xavier Worthy. Let's run down the skill guys. Jalen Daniels at quarterback. You got Richard Reese from Baylor and Devin Neal from Kansas as your running backs. Uh, Ben Sanat uh, from Kansas State if you need a fullback. And then your wide receivers are Brennan Presley from Oklahoma State, Jaron Bradley uh, Bradley from Texas Tech, and Xavier Worthy is the third receiver on this team. Those are in no particular order. They list those as Presley, Worthy, Bradley, if that matters to you. And I mentioned the tight end is Jatavian Sanders. So Longhorns have two of those skill guys. So remember, Big 12 Media Day is coming up next Wednesday and Thursday. We are planning to have three of our four shows there on the Wednesday that Texas is there, 10 o'clock to 7. So we'll go through Light the Tower, through our show, and then through Ball Don't Lie as well. Hopefully getting you some cool coverage and interviews and stuff as the Longhorns go through Big 12 Media Days one more time before they head off to the SEC. And as Justin Wells mentioned earlier this hour, it is a rarity that Texas is the, uh, is the first day. Normally they save Texas till that second day. This year they're going Oklahoma on the second day. Longhorns go on that first day. So they're trying to be fair to the new teams and you know not punish Texas and Oklahoma on the way out or whatever. So Longhorns get to get up there on Wednesday, get everything taken care of. And, in fact, we'll kind of do the same thing. We're going to go do the shows Wednesday, but then we're going to come back here for Thursday. We'll obviously be talking about day two, but we wanted to make sure we were up there the day the Longhorns were. So all that's coming up next Wednesday uh, for the shows and then next Wednesday and Thursday ultimately for Big 12 Media Days. Joe Cook coming up from Inside Texas. We'll talk some recruiting and get his thoughts on this preseason football list that just came out in the last hour or so right now though let's welcome zay back where are we at in society here we go where are we at in society today welcome back isaiah collier from your honeymoon you look all refreshed it's good to be back. Rocking some. I don't know if I've ever seen you wear that color you like this little salmon kind of a pink kind of a salmon yeah, yeah. i like it you know, it's kind going, of bright. Yeah, a little bright. It's going well with the complexion, though. Uh-huh. Can't, can't knock it. Can't knock. It. My wife likes it. That's all that matters. Oh, sometimes that is all that I've, matters. I've tried so many different colors since I've been with my wife. Mm-hmm. Like green that I never thought I'd rock. The salmon. Yeah. You know, maybe a teal every once in a while. But she says it looks good. That's it. That's it. Sometimes, that's, all, that's all I need. Sometimes we perform for an audience of one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just want to know what she likes. Yeah, so F y'all who are hating out there on the Specs text. Yeah. Line. We know I got the haters out there. Come I on. appreciate y'all. Yeah. But anyways, Chad, have you heard about the cocaine found at the White House? Uh, No, I have not. Yes. Cocaine at the White cocaine House. Cocaine no. at the White House. They found a strange, mysterious white bag at one of the restrooms okay. at the White House, and they're trying to break down who it maybe belonged to, mm-hmm. and they figured out it was the cocaina. Really? Yeah. Pretty wild stuff. Okay. So I sent you a list from betonline.ag oh oh who put out betting odds on whose cocaine it might be. Oh, this is amazing. So it yeah. starts with obvious reasons hunter biden mm. plus 200 that's the plus that's a favorite okay. now why are we talking about this chad because there's a lot of sports figures on here that you could bet on to maybe you know it being that person that was trying to have a good time 
at the White House. And maybe it's sports figures that have made the trip. So we're probably talking about championship level. Championship level. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I'm with you. So Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. That's uh, a name that popped into my head. The next name did not pop into my head initially, though. Oh, it definitely popped into my head. Really? Yep. Plus 800, Travis Kelsey. Oh, come on. You saw how turned up he was. He went over there on the podium and stuff. Patrick Mahomes had to say, yo, cool out, bro. Oh, we okay. can't have you saying no crazy stuff. He was wearing that ugly-ass devil red suit. Uh-huh. Like, he was on one. He's had the sunglasses on. When you have the sunglasses on, I know you might be outside or not, but you never know how them eyelids be looking. It could uh-huh. be just pitch red. They could be Michael Jordan yellow. You never know. So... Yo, Travis Kelsey, we know he's a wild boy, even though he might be the greatest tight end of all time. He's a wild boy. This will do nothing but help his reputation. Probably. Being second on that list. Being second on that list. This will just help the rep for Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So, after Travis Kelsey's one of the Jonas Brothers, which I don't know how that's getting thrown in there. Like, we need to be more specific. Yeah, I don't know if, I guess maybe they were just there is why they would be brought up. I didn't know the Jonas Brothers party that hard. I didn't realize that either. Like, why? And then the next list, the next on the list are Angelina Jolie, Maddox Jolie Pitt, which I guess is one of their kids, and then Ariana Maddox. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Maybe that's another one of their kids. I'm not sure, but why? They were all they're all at plus twelve hundred. Were they just there? Is that what it is? Why would you assume they would do that? Uh, I also like that I can get the plus fourteen hundred on a member of the LSU Lady Tigers. I appreciate that one. Cause hey, I saw old boy down in Cancun from Bad Rouge. They like to party. Yeah. Those we all know LSU uh-huh. people, they like to party. They really do. And they take the party with them wherever they go. Ask that bar in Omaha that sold all those jello shots. Yeah, over $320,000. Stupid. Yeah. Just a stupid amount. So I wouldn't put it past Kim Mulkey and that crew. But yeah, then you see names like Snoop Dogg, Elton John, which he way too old to be doing that. Sierra's on the list. Matthew McConaughey plus 2,500. Wow. Oh, uh, oh, see, I didn't click on the list. I didn't realize. Oh, the yeah, list there's a list. Oh, oh this was Patrick Mahomes plus 2,500. Tom Brady. What Tom Brady, spy? what is? What are we doing? I like that Jill and Joe Biden are at the bottom. Do you see where they are? They're down there at the plus 15,000. Well, y'all see how sleepy Joe be looking sometimes. He need, he might need a pick-me-up every once in a while. Oh, my You know, like, God. he might need a little sniff-sniff just to pick him back up and, you know, getting him going a little bit. But, yeah, man, this it's a pretty wild story that they found cocaine at the wild. I've never heard nothing like this. And also, if I'm Snoop Dogg, can I be offended here? Because, like, Willie's not on this list because it's cocaine and not pot. When did Snoop get connected with cocaine? See, I, if I'm Snoop, can I be offended here? Yeah. Now, if this was a dime bag of the chronic, then Snoop should be first on the yeah, list. Yeah, then Snoop and Willie right. should both be on your list. Yeah. But come on now. Which I'm sure somebody was smoking the good when Obama was in office. <laughs> I'm like, OBZ, he's a cool cat. I'm sure he let somebody, you know, especially when it became legal, I'm sure he let some celebrities smoke a little Chiba in there every once in a while. Not out in the open where you'd be videotaped, but. Right, because Willie's got that all-time story where supposedly he smoked pot on top of the White House, like with the snipers. What? Not like the snipers were smoking it, but like up on top of the White House, that he was smoking. He was smoking pot. When that, was, was this the Reagan era? When was this? This was the Carter administration. I okay. want to say. 
Okay. I think Carter. Okay. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, Willie Nelson fans. I think that's right. That's a great list, though. That is a great list. I love this generic one. An Olympic gold medalist plus 2,500. Huh? What do you mean, an Olympic gold medalist? What is that? <laughs> the hell is that? And yeah. Paris Hilton. How did Paris get on this list? She likes to party. Was she at the White House? Uh, Maybe have all these people been there? Andy Reid plus 10,000 was funny to me, too. That's funny. <laughs> You really think Andy Reid is like doing rails of cocaine at the White House? Bringing a bag of Coke? No. No. That's not what he's doing. Oh, Andy Reid said, hey, I've been here before. It wasn't the best time. If I'm going back, I'm bringing me a little something. <laughs> I'm bringing me a little something, something. You know, things got a little boring last time. We need to fire it up. Let's take it to the next level. They say you got to keep coming back and try to, you know, better yourself every time. There you go. If you really want to bet... On who owns the cocaine found in the White House. You can do Yo, that. I will always say this. Someone who's never done cocaine, never will, just shooting anything up my nose. Like, I have a nasal spray in my pocket, and I have to be careful with that. But to find out how many people do cocaine in your adult life is one of the most fascinating things that I ever never thought was a thing as a kid like when really? i was a kid i was just like oh yeah scarface you know blow with johnny depp those movies fire love those movies you thought those were the only people that's doing it. it that's yeah. it are people in miami that's it it was all for like organized crime yeah. and yeah. rock stars people and all i that. went to high school with found out they doing it on the red people <laughs> making some big time money like it's a big time money drug i get that but yo the people who are just out here doing coke, like cigarettes and stuff, just hmm. mind-blowing. Still, I can't believe it. There you go. I can't believe it. I bet the White House security still can't believe they found some. Was, and they're trying to figure that out. Go get the cameras. Hopefully they get it figured out. Remember, uh, Zay is at Ain't That underscore Zay on Twitter. He's got that tweeted out. I just retweeted it at Hastings 1049 if you want to see the list of people that you can bet on as to whether or not it was their cocaine at the White House. I'd, just, I, I'd be offended if I was a member of that LSU women's basketball team. Same exact odds as the UConn men? Come on. We're crazy Cajuns. At least give us a little bit better odds. A little bit. The way Kim Mulkey be dressing, she's done some stuff. In I'm, just, I'm just, I don't know. But Kim and Angel, like somebody, give us a little bit better odds. That's all I'd be looking for. Um, all right. So that is out there today on a Wednesday. Coming up, your two o'clock hour. Joe Cook of Inside Texas Longhorns get some big time recruiting news over the weekend with some commits. Plus, we're headed towards Big 12 Media Days. And now we've got the all Big 12 team as picked by the media. And there's a Longhorn that is uh, up for one of the big awards, supposedly. Yeah, it's the one he was supposed to win last year. But at least he's on the preseason side. Side of it this year. We will get to that and more with Joe Cook of Inside Texas coming right up. Plus at 2.30, why today matters on this July 5th. We got to get to this Quinn Ewers meet and greet story. Plus more on NBA free agency. Don't move. It's the horn.